and I have a quick message for the children. Children, do any of you have in your homes an advent calendar or some way that you mark the days of advent? Great. Keep your hands up if your advent calendar gives you a chocolate or a candy every day. Keep your hands up if your advent calendar gives you a picture of something to do with Christmas or maybe a Bible verse. Great. Okay, now I want to keep showing me, show me by your hands. Have any of you had the word advent as a spelling word in school? You have. Vallea has. Okay, some people have. Um, but it's not a very common word, is it? It's not one of those words that we usually have very often on our spelling lists. So I'm wondering if any of the children can spell it anyway. Do you think you can spell it? Okay, Mercy, can you spell it? Yes, great. That's how we spell Advent. <laughs> well done. Um, now, Advent is an uncommon word, but I wonder if any of the children can think of three letters you can add to the word Advent to make it a very common word. I'm not going to ask Miriam or Benjamin. <laughs> Theo, can you think of three letters? So we've got A, D, V, E, N, T. Can you add three more? Yes! Very good, Theo. <laughs> That's so good. If we add U-R-E, we get the word, say it together, adventure. Oh, now there's a word we understand. Dora the Explorer goes on adventures. Fireman Sam goes on adventures. We, we know about adventures, right? So adventures are exciting things where there's something coming, there's something unexpected. And, it, and the word advent and the word adventure are related. They both come from the, this word to mean it's coming. It's coming. There's something coming. So on an adventure, there's always an exciting surprise ahead down the road. And Advent is about something coming that's exciting. So those of you who are big fans of Stephen Sondheim, who recently passed away, he has a song called Something Coming in West Side Story, and it was his favorite song in the show. Um, so Advent is something coming. Um, and we've got this Advent wreath, which is a bit like a sort of time machine to uh, remind us of the people who saw something coming. Uh, and in the first uh, week, we lit the candle for the patriarchs, for Abraham and his family, when they saw something coming down the road. And for them, it was the promises of God, uh, especially to have a land and a big family and a blessing that would pour out to the nations around them. And then this week, we lit the candle for the prophets in the Old Testament. Now, which of the children could raise their hand and tell me the name of one of the prophets in the Old Testament? Yes, James. Danny. Isaiah, great. Theo, do you have one? Oh, you got a prophet? It's a prophecy. Ezekiel, great. Any other Old Testament prophets? Yeah, what did you have, Timmy? Zephaniah. Yes, well done. Just trying to get, yeah. <laughs> it's John the Baptist. Oh, you meant Daniel. Oh, with the lions then. Oh, excellent. I get it now. Great, so lots of Old Testament prophets. Now, the Old Testament prophets had two very important things in common, right? Um, all of them were looking forward to something coming, and it was all the same thing, actually. The, they, the, when they prophesied about something coming, it was all the same thing, which was the coming of the Messiah, of Jesus. All of them, without exception, wrote something to do with the coming of God's chosen Messiah. Um, and the second thing they all have in common was that not a single one of them saw it happen, right? 
So all of them longed for and wrote about this coming Messiah, and they all missed him by at least 400 years. Uh, the one who missed him by the least was the last prophet, Malachi, who we heard from today, but even he missed him by 400 years. So they lived their whole lives looking forward to something that they never saw. But the third thing maybe we could say they had in common is that they were all right. They were right. The prophets were right. Here's what Malachi said 400 years before Jesus came. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And Malachi was right. There was a messenger, John the Baptist. There was a sudden appearance of the Messiah without expectation. And Jesus came when they weren't ready for him. It's just as Malachi said. So uh, as we think about the prophets, uh, especially in the season of Advent of waiting, we remember that there's something coming that's exciting. And we also remember that waiting, having to wait for it, is kind of normal. And we might have to wait a long time, but the thing that's coming is good and is exciting. So let me pray for you guys. Father God, we pray for these children. We ask that you would fill their hearts with the excitement of your coming, of who you are and who you will be to them when you arrive. Pray, Lord, that you would turn their sight and their attention to you, Lord Jesus, as you sit at the Father's right hand in heaven. And I pray that their hearts would love you. In Jesus' name, amen. From fourth to eighth grade, even if you're new, you're welcome to join us. You'll come back in before communion, but this way you get to study the Bible and ask all of your good questions, okay? So fourth through eighth graders in middle school Bible study, and then children age four through third grade, would you guys collect around Miss Grace and her team, and she will lead you out to children's church. And again, we'll get these guys back before communion. Um, And a reminder for anyone who's visiting that we do have a nursery open for kids ages zero through three in that same building over there upstairs. So you are welcome to have your children there. That's open throughout the service. Thank you. All right. As the kids are getting going this morning, I just uh, have to call out Fumi for a minute because uh, he's not fully 